If you have your Bibles, <clears throat> turn to 1 John chapter 5. <clears throat> this is the message that the Lord gave me for tonight. Whether why He gave it to me, I don't know. There might be somebody here that's not saved. <clears throat> might be somebody here that's not where they need to be with the Lord. But He gave it to me to, to bring before you tonight. <clears throat> so I'm going to do it. With his help, try to do the best that I can. <clears throat> but in First John chapter 5, begin with verse 11. The Bible says, And this is the, is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written... Until you that believe into the name of the Son of God, that you may know that ye have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Our most gracious Heavenly Fathers, we come to you again. Thank you once again for this opportunity to come back to your house tonight. And I pray, Lord, that you just be with all those that are out that are sick. That you just be with them and comfort them. Be with those who... Uh, wish they could have been here, Lord, tonight, but for some reason they didn't make it. And I pray that you just uh, give me the words tonight to speak and say, and each and every one of us can grow, grow closer to you, that your will will be done in our life. First, in the blessed name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. <clears throat> here in these verses right here, I want us to focus on two words today. Eternal life. You know, we're around a lot of people from time to time, and, and I believe that they actually believe that they're going to live somewhere forever. I was at a, at a, a cemetery at a funeral one day, and, it's, and, and, and people that's lost, some of them believe in hell. And this guy, a particular person that was being buried, I don't know if he was lost, but the fruits that he bore, he was lost. And apparently the lady must have known it too because she actually said, we'll see you again someday. So she said, when we get to hell with you, we're going to have a party. You know, everybody, there's eternal life for everybody. When God breathed in the nostrils of that sand and Adam became, the Bible says that Adam became a living soul. Being a living soul, he's an eternal soul. He's going to live forever. His soul's going to live forever somewhere. Every man, woman, boy and girl today, their soul's going to spend eternity somewhere. And as I was thinking about when she said that, I was thinking, goodness, if, if they only knew what hell was really like. If they only knew that hell's not going to be no place of a party. See, God's best is shown... Yet to come for us as believers. But the devil, he's showing his crowd the best that he's got to offer. And the bad thing about it, it just lasts for a little while. Just like the Bible, Jesus said, lay up your treasures in heaven. Everything down here on this earth is going to go away. And all those things that's making people happy tonight and last night, to make them feel good, <clears throat> they woke up, woke up this morning with the hangovers. They woke up this morning needing to sin again so that they could get that feeling that, that they wanted to have of happiness or whatever they're seeking. 
But the only true happiness you can have today is knowing the Lord is your personal Savior. But these two words, eternal life, are wonderful because we live in a world that things are passing away daily. Things and possessions that you own might be good today, but tomorrow they might not. Things in your life might be good today, but tomorrow they won't. Things pass away. And it's wonderful also because, you know, we have the hospitals today to help prolong our life. If it's God's will, I believe that it is, because some of them, they think that they're God's when you go there. They'll say, now what am I going to do when I cure you or when I heal you? Are you going to go back to work or what are you going to do when I take care of your problem and make you whole again? And then also we have cemeteries. <clears throat> I remember when Dick Cameron's father used to preach at the beach. <clears throat> Sometimes when we went the back way, we turned up there instead of going straight on towards Conway, we turned up there where they make them big boats. He went around beside, out through there. And here, within one mile's place there, you, if you've been by there, you know what I'm saying. They have a little like a chain gang camp. Then they got a hospital. Then they got a flower shop. And then a funeral home. All in a line there together. And I was thinking that's kind of how, how ironic it was to have all those things right there in the line with, with so close together. But those things of hospital and cemeteries and all reminds us <clears throat> that things is passing away daily. I've got to go next week. I don't think there's nothing wrong with my heart, but I've got to go next week, do a stress test and, and some other tests on my heart. I had to do some tests this past week. <clears throat> but I'm not worried about it because I know God's going to take care of it. No matter whatever it is, I know that the worst thing that could happen to, to me is that something happened, you'd have to suffer or something like it. But I know that if anything did happen to me, I'd be going on to a better place, and I'm sure you do too. But I know God's not through with me now, and I know I'm going to be, be here, but my spirit's going to live forever in heaven. But as we look at the hospitals and, and, and all these things, we see that how man... Is trying to be God and try to prolong as much as they can. Uh, I want to get on to the guys. The guys want to be fit and fitness and stuff. The ladies, they want to put this stuff on their face or get injections and stuff where they look all pretty and young. And we want to we want to make our looks last forever. And in the hair color. And I always tell them at work when somebody says something about it that she, my wife won't let me dye mine. And I said, but these hairs is on my head not because I was stupid. When you're gray-headed, that means you've survived a lot. You've raised young'uns and you've survived a lot and you've got you earned these hairs. Sometimes it wasn't easy, but we've earned it. <clears throat> but as far as eternal life, this is the text right here. And everybody, I believe, longs to have eternal life. Here's the guarantee and assurance that we're going to read in the Scriptures that we are going to have eternal life. We're going to be somewhere. And this text promises us that there's going to be a safe passage for those that are saved when it comes your time. 
But here's three questions about these wonderful words I want to ask you. Why do we need eternal life? Why do we need eternal life? Well, life is short. You think how old you are. I had a birthday this past week, and Cameron's going to be having one in two weeks. Well, the night we're going to have our singing, so I took her last year to a concert for her birthday and to see the Crab family, so I told her I'd bring her to church that Sunday. She's going to another concert for her birthday. She said, where's my other one? I said, that's going to be it. So we see life is short. Now in the book of Psalms, the Bible tells us in Psalms chapter 90 verse 10, the days and years that God tells us we'll have is three score and ten, which would be 70 years. A score is 20, three times 20 is is 60 plus 10. So, but the Bible also tells us, it says that the days... Of our years are three score and ten. And if by reason, the Bible says over in the book of Psalms, if by reason of strength we live four score, the Bible says, yet in this strength, labor and sorrow, and we continue, for it is soon will be cut off. And then he says, I'll fly away. That's what Psalms David said. And that's that's the promise that you and I have. When that last breath leaves our body, our next breath is going to be in glory. So we see as when he he was telling that, he said, the day is going to come and I'm going to fly away. I'm going to leave here. I'm not planning on staying. I don't know about y'all, but I ain't planning on staying here. I'm not planning on being in no casket. I'm not uh, planning on this old... Uh, spirit being put in the grave, my my body will. It's going to turn back to dust anyway. <clears throat> I was sweeping at work the other day. David knows, brother Dave knows area where. And I was a sweeping, and it didn't look like nobody swept there. And I don't know how long. I started sweeping, and I stopped, and I said, "SRG, call SRG." That's if something happens and there's an accident. In case y'all don't have, I said, "Hey, somebody dying or coming underneath here? I've got an awful pile of dust over here." But that, but being serious, <clears throat> the day is going to come <clears throat> when we're going to have to make that choice, and today's the day. <clears throat> but Job said also, <clears throat> as Job said in Job chapter ten, verse twenty, he said, "He says, are not my days few?" He's saying, have I not got just a few days compared on this earth as what, what it is to come? He says, he says, cease them. And he tells them, he said, leave me alone. Let me alone that I may take comfort for just a little while because I've not got much longer before I'm going to leave. And James said, life is like a mist that vanishes. James chapter 4 verse 14. <clears throat> he said, we're here today and we're going tomorrow. Now you hear people daily, someone passing away that you didn't even know anything that happened if they'd been sick. But James chapter 4 verse 14 says, Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, but what is your life? It is a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then it vanishes away. That tells us how short life is. <clears throat> 
Medical science tries to lengthen our life. And sometimes they lengthen it a few years. Sometimes people live a long time. But you know, the only place in the Bible that, <clears throat> that God tells us anything about that, He said, honoring thy father and thy mother, He says, I will give you extra years. He's saying there are three score and ten, so He says, and if you obey your parents like the Bible says, he'll say, maybe I need to be back yonder. Your years will be added to you. And I, I see people around about when I go to church and on up in years and I, I get to think through my mind, they must have been a good child and took care of mama and minded mama and daddy for them to still be here as long as they are. <clears throat> but the promise of eternal life is a, like a bright light in a dark world. It's the only hope that we've got. We know we're going to heaven and we're going to, I know we're going to live with the Lord. He's our high priest right now. He's interceding for you and he's interceding for me. But one day, after the millennium takes place and all those things take place and Satan's bound for good and cast into hell, <clears throat> Jesus comes down here and rebuilds this earth. He's going to be our king. We'll know him as our king of kings and lord of lords. But right now, he's our high priest interceding for us. He's the only one that can intercede for me. He's the only one that can intercede for you. You go uptown here and you walk in the door and shut this door and somebody says, and you say, Father, forgive me, I've sinned. He can't forgive you. He don't have the authority to forgive you. Only Jesus has the authority of forgiveness for anything. Eternal life says our days here are but, are, are but just a prelude of what's going to happen later. And we live the best that we can. One day we're going to a better place. Can you imagine? I mean, out of all the beauty that we have here on this earth, it can't compare to what heaven's really like. Do you ever think of what your loved ones are doing that's going on? What are they doing today? And that ought to make us more determined every day of our life to live for God the best we can. Every day in our life, tell others about Jesus because they got someone in heaven too. And they would like to see them saved. <clears throat> this great news helps drive the ears of those who mourn the loss of a loved one. If you hear it tonight, you're not where you need to be, or you're not, or you lost. The best thing you can do for that loved one is let them know and make sure that you're saved. There's nothing worse than someone having to sit, stand at your at the funeral home, wondering if their son, daughter, mama, daddy, husband, or wife is really where they need to be with the Lord. It makes it a lot easier. And I know it's hard, but it makes it a lot easier knowing, hey, I'm going to see him again one day. Instead of in the back of our mind saying, I wish I knowed that they were saved. I wish I knowed, really knowed if they really made it in. Because I'm going to see him again one day. 
but we don't know. Search each and every one of your hearts tonight. We need to have a no-so salvation. I don't need somebody else to, to tell me that I, I've been forgiven of my sins other than Jesus. I don't need no other God other than the one I've served. A lot of people say, well, who says your God is the only true God? I said, well, I happen to believe He is. I happen to believe that Jesus died on the cross. His son, He sent His Son down here and died for me on the cross. I said, if you don't know for sure if my Jesus and my God is the same, I said, when you go to bed tonight, why don't you pray that my God will show you a vision of what hell's like. And then you'll know that I serve a real living God. Then you'll know that my Jesus died on the cross for you. I've not had none of them come back and tell me they had done that. I think they were scared. A lot of people like to run their mouth. But when, when the rubber hits the road, they're scared to, to ask for anything like that. If you're, you know, so just, just give me a sign. I think they're scared of what they're going to find out. Second question. <clears throat> How do we get eternal life? We get eternal life by receiving a free gift. It was free. I didn't deserve Jesus dying on the cross for me. But he did. You didn't deserve it. But he did. Over in the the book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 23, the Bible says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Freely, freely given to you and freely given to me. The gift, not asking nothing in return. God has given us eternal life, as we see in 1 John chapter 5, verse 11. Scriptures is in this this sermon right here. says, And this is the record that God hath given to us, eternal life. And this life is what? In His Son. The only way we have eternal life is in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. When God looks at us, it's not our righteousness He sees because our righteousness is His filthy rights. But He can see the righteousness of His Son on us. In receiving Christ as Savior, we receive eternal life. Those who receive Christ go to heaven. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8, the Bible says we are confident. He says we are confident, I say, and willing Rather to be absent from the body is present with the Lord. Rather to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Just think how, how fast that is. Somebody somewhere right now is one breath away from being in the presence of the Lord. This is the greatest comfort of a grieving family, as I said. No one that you're saved. Let your family know that you're saved. 
And if you have someone that's still in your family that's not saved, don't stop praying for them. As I've said before, you might stop praying, you might stop one prayer short from them being saved. I know y'all like me, uh, y'all, somebody say, well, guess who got saved at church this morning? You didn't even know they was going to church. And it'd be somebody that you know, no acquaintance. You thought nobody would ever reach them, and nobody would ever be able to lead them to the Lord. But Jesus told his disciples, though, when it comes to this eternal life and to be absent from the body is present with the Lord, you know, that brings about a peace to us beyond all understanding. But Jesus told his disciples he had come to give them peace. He says, peace I leave you, my peace. He says, my peace I give you. Not as the world may give us peace, but he says, I giveth unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's John chapter 14, verse 27. We can have peace about where our saved loved ones are when they die. If we know they're saved, we know they're in heaven, we know they're going to have eternal life. We know we're going to see them again one day if we're saved. Third question, what do we get? When do we get eternal life? Verse number 12 says, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. We get eternal life when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We ask Him to come into our heart. Just like, remember the, <clears throat> the guy that come to, to Jesus and he says, um, I'm trying to think of his name. <clears throat> what must I, he says, what must I do <clears throat> to be saved? Nick, was it Nicodemus? So what must I do, do to be saved? Well, the reason I come up with that idea, I come up with, a, with a, a leading people to the Lord. And the Bible says, he, he says, it says you must be born again. You must learn to know the Lord is your personal Savior. Invite Him into your life and become born again. Become a child of God. You've been a child and was born into this world. Now it's time to become a child of God. This present, the present uh, possessions that we have are not eternal life for us. And it's not going to bring eternal life for us. And it's not going to bring eternal peace for us. I mean, I ain't got a lot of money, but if I had a lot of money, you know what I'd be wondering? If I had enough money to keep me happy the rest of my life. So I guess it's might as well just not worry about having no money. He'd get used to it. Because the Lord says that he'll take care of us. <clears throat> Scripture says, if God will take care of the birds of the air by feeding them, why do we not... not know within our own hearts to trust in him and believe that he's going to take care of our needs if we're his children and he's taking care of the birds why don't we believe that he's going to take care of our problems you know a lot of times we don't want to take the problems to him sometimes people don't because they don't think that he can take care of it there's nothing that God can't do 
There's nothing that the Lord can't do. Because some of you have been like this before, worried about something going on on the job, worried about it all night, worried about it when you woke up, worried about it when you walked in the door, and then you get to work and there ain't no problem. Why worry about something? That's what I always say. Why worry about something I can't control, but I know somebody who can control it? Now we know why Jesus told his disciples. He told them, he said, y'all don't, y'all don't need to be troubled in death. You don't need to be troubled. As John 14, he, he told them, he said, let not your hearts be troubled. So you believe in God, believe also in me. Have, I, have you not been with me and seen me heal the lame? Have you not been with me to see me give back the sight? Have you not been with me to see me raise the dead? Not only Lazarus, but the little maiden. They told her to get her something to eat, and they laughed at her. So, oh, she's done. She's been dead. Is in there playing music and stuff for the funeral. And he said, she's not dead. Go fix her something to eat. Let not your heart be troubled. <clears throat> Jesus <clears throat> tells us in John 14, verse 2, He said, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go play, play, prepare a place for you, I will in no wise come again. And he said, I'm fixing me a place that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus said that. I take him and his word. When the last thing is done in heaven that needs to be done, he'll be back. You know, I believe, you know, I believe Gabriel's just over there waiting now. Lips all puckered, getting ready to blow that trumpet. The way this world's getting, I believe we're that close of God saying, Son, go bring them home. And I'd hate, to whatever time that time was, I'd hate to been doing something or been somewhere where I shouldn't have been. I'd hate, and if it was on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night or a Wednesday night or anything, I'd hate, of course, you know, I'd hate to be doing some, something somewhere that I put in front of God, that I put in front of the Lord. I know there's times we're sick. <clears throat> But I'd hate to know that I was somewhere instead of somewhere I should have been. Just like the the parable of the the virgins, you know. Some of them was all there ready, but when it come time, oh wait, I'm I'm really not ready. I'm really not ready. I'm not let me go get some oil. Give us some of your oil. <clears throat> if you have a need tonight, if you have a fear tonight. Bring it to Jesus. If you have someone you need to pray for, bring them to Jesus. You know, a lot of times <clears throat> I hear people in, in the past come up and say, I want you to pray for so-and-so, pray for so-and-so. And then I 
and say, well, have you prayed for them yet? Well, no. Why ain't you prayed for them? You want me to pray for them? Why ain't you prayed for them? <clears throat> you serve the same God I do. You serve the same Lord I do. <clears throat> you pray for them too. <clears throat> so whatever your problem is, your need is, you can bring it to this altar. You can give it to the Lord. He'll take care of it. Our loving Lord, as he says, he says, I'll give you peace. And there's, there might be somebody in here tonight that's not have no real peace in a long time. A real long time. Something might be bothering you. I don't know. Or there might be something going on. <clears throat> and you haven't had no real peace in a long time. And there might be somebody in here tonight that's lost. Don't delay one more day by accepting the Lord as your personal Savior. If there's something not right in your life, you need to confess confess it to the Lord. Don't wait no longer. Just do it today. Jesus tells us in His Word. <clears throat> he said he, he intercedes for us. He loves us. He takes care of us. He watches out for us. And He'll intercede for us. He says, he says I'll go to the Father... He's our high priest. He'll go to the Father and talk to the Father. As Brother Mark gets ready, today, if you're lost, could be your day of salvation. Leave you with this question. It's really two wonderful words. Eternal life. This world can't offer you a whole lot. And it can't offer me a whole lot. But God can offer me eternity in heaven. He can offer me... Jesus says wherever He's at, we can be there also. Not only in heaven, wherever He goes, when He comes and builds His... Brings him and uh, sets his kingdom up here. You be back with him. A lot of people don't think about not staying in heaven all the time, because he's going to come back one day, and this is going to be his kingdom down here. When it's been destroyed by water the first time, next time it's going to be with fire. He's going to set up his kingdom down here on this earth, and we're going to be here and be part of it. What song, brother Mark? Altars open.